Good evening, Ireland Six Nations squad has been announced and we want to hear from you at home. What do you make of Joe Schmidt's selection? Are you well, pissed off by any omissions or how do you feel about it? I'm Gavin Casey, I'm joined by Sean Farrell of the 42.E. Sean, what do you make of it? I think it's a pretty solid squad, Gav. We, we sat around here all day waiting on the squad, you know, expecting it maybe 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock eventually came and... And so did the squad, and everyone kind of looked at it and goes, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much about right. Yeah, we've been planning this all day, to be totally honest, though I suppose the plan was born of, I suppose, predictions of widespread outrage at controversial omissions or possibly even controversial inclusions, and yet when we looked at the squad, it was kind of like, uh, yeah, that, that seems about right, actually. Uh, like We want to hear from you guys, as I mentioned, we will give away this um, Ireland training top to anybody who, uh, not anybody who comments, there is only one, but uh, whoever has the best comment will select that later on. Let us know who you feel uh, maybe should have been included that wasn't, or perhaps if you want to be cruel, if there's somebody in there that you reckon shouldn't be, uh, you know, feel free to voice that as well. I suppose if we were to look ourselves at players that are a little bit unlucky to miss out, Sean, um, you know, John Cooney is probably, he can probably consider himself unfortunate, and yet when you look at the Scrum House included, Connor Murray, Kieran Marmion and Luke McGrath, it's probably not a huge shock to see Cooney is in the squad either. Yeah, Cooney was probably the one guy that you would have thought did most to push for a place in the squad, but those three scrum halves that are there, like Kieran Marmion has done so much done so much work behind the scenes to work his way into Joe Schmidt's pecking order mm. and, and really had to prove himself be even before coming off the bench against Wales when Conor Murray was eventually replaced with, with that dicky shoulder. Mm. Um yeah, I mean, and obviously Luke McGrath's in sensational form, can't stop scoring tries for Leinster. He's, he's scrum half for the best team in Europe. It, it's uh, it's very difficult to leave him out. But Cooney, he's, he's been in a tough position all season. He's been in a bad Ulster team that have not been playing very well, very consistently, whatever way you want to put it. And he's just been a, a, a shining light for them really I mean making that move up north probably not the easiest decision in the world to move, make although he backed himself to to be a starting scrum half but he's made that transition from Ruan Fiener seem, seamless um, but as you say you can understand why, why he's left out with the scrum halves that are there the other mission you might say Stuart McCluskey um, but again, he's he's one of these guys that Joe Schmidt just hasn't really hasn't really fancied. Whenever he's he's had him in, he's given him a go here and there. Well, in, in England away. Yeah, that was uh, his, was that his in first November test again. Start? Yeah, his first test start was England away, and then he's back in November, and now he's out again. And you just think, yeah, there's there's, there's something there, despite his sheer size and heft and and uh, the lines he's capable of breaking. It, there's a lot there that that. Joe would like him to improve on, I think. Yeah, so the Coonies uh, and the McCluskeys may be the only people in the country disappointed at the moment. Uh, well, maybe, obviously, there are Ulster fans who feel slightly aggrieved in that regard. Uh, what about Tiernan O'Halloran? Again, this is kind of a case, I think, of, like, if you look at the players that are available to play fullback in that Ireland squad, and also take into account that Simon Zebo isn't there, mm. given he's moving uh, to Racing. So you've got, like... Kearney, who, Rob Kearney, who obviously maybe some people watching at home will be like, oh, how can he be in it? He's not going to be there for the World Cup. He's so old, even though he's actually playing solid rugby and has proved, I think, over in November that he can still be trusted to uh, to start big test games for Ireland. You've got uh, the young Phil Alarmer. I mean, 
the, the boy wonder. Uh, there seems to be one coming out of Leinster now. Boy. Once every mm. four or five months, he could potentially do damage if he's let off the leash, probably against Italy more so than France, you'd expect. Uh, but you also have, say, Andrew Conway who could cover there. Maybe Jacob Stockdale had a push. So it's difficult, really. I mean, O'Halloran scored a, a superb try at the weekend, obviously, for Connacht. But it's probably difficult over the course of the season to justify his inclusion over certainly over Kearney or Larmer I mm. suppose as the out and out fullbacks in the squad yeah Larmer has probably taken that place uh, the, of the yeah. flair fullback option that if if Joe really wanted something very different Larmer's going to be the guy he goes to now whereas Tiernan was kind of banging a, a lonely drum for a long time as that option and got it got in South Africa played kind of well played well I think he did it he was injured when uh, Willie Larue got his got his red card, but again, limited opportunities, and there just seems to be so much. All the players talk about details with Joe, and again, it's another McCluskey. While he can be sensational week to week in Pro 14 and, and for Connacht, um, if 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 there's something that Joe sees in you that that he that he keeps going back to you and, mm. and getting you to work on and improve and when there's someone as solid as Rob carrying ahead of you it's very difficult to actually get the game time to uh, to make those improvements yeah it's, it's you mentioned it there and I think it's like certainly for the casual rugby observer at home and even maybe more ardent fans of the sport often Schmidt will feel left down by a minor detail that to the naked eye you know like it is invisible you know like remember what uh, what was it? Uh, Craig Gilmore scored a hat trick in Rome. I mean, he only had a cameo. Obviously, it, it didn't even seem as though he had to do anything defensively, given the pattern of the game at that time. And yet, afterwards, Schmidt was like, "Ah, yeah, you know, could have done a little bit better here and there." And he obviously sees things that many other people don't see. Players like McCluskey, O'Halloran, they've they, like, even Zebo to an extent has over mm. the years kind of fallen foul of of Schmidt's keen eye for detail. Yeah, completely forgot about Zebo. <laughs> Obviously, as that flare fullback option, it is that thing we we forget quite quickly. Even now, we're looking at uh, names in the squad with only three, four caps to their name, and we're thinking, that, oh, it's a straightforward, straightforward squad. Um, yeah, what, what was the question again? Can't remember. I, Sean. I, I veered well, off I track. suppose just just <laughs> the fact that there it is often the flare players. Maybe not necessarily uh, Mitlowski, although he is, you know, can be delicate with his hands when he wants to be. Mm. But often the flare players sort of draw the ire of Schmidt by missing some kind of tiny detail in a game that maybe to not to yourself Sean I won't accuse you of it but to the more uh, to the more casual fan at home uh, might be kind of uh, not so easily perceptible yeah there, there is absolutely that. <laughs> that, that, that that's the detail Joe, Joe <laughs> says but I suppose like we always get caught up in omissions and, and why this player and, and that player is now I mean, the fact of the matter is Rory Scannell has got in there it's, it's great news uh, I think um he really should have been included in November, but Joe went with Stuart McCluskey on that occasion, mm. and went with four centres who are pretty, pretty beefy options that all Early. all offer pretty a lot of the same things. Shall we say? <laughs> Although they have the hands as well, but I think uh, Rory really offers something something different. He has he can cover ten as well as he sh- as he showed on the summer tour last year. Um, yeah, so he has that handling and distribution that could give uh, a very different centre option if if it comes to it, maybe against Italy. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see how uh, Ireland decide to line up in the centre. Uh, we want to hear from you guys at home, so if you do have a 
hot or not so hot take on Ireland's Six Nations squad, please do drop us a comment. We are giving away an Ireland uh, training jersey to whatever the best comment is. Andrew Martin has been in touch here, Sean. He says, fully supportive of Joe Schmidt's decision, but strange to see Fergus McFadden and Rob Herring disappointed with John Cooney, who has had a tremendous season for us. We, we mentioned Cooney there. Um, strange to see Fergus McFadden and Rob Herring. I'm not sure how supportive you are, really, Andrew, of Joe Schmidt's... Nah, what are you joking? But I, I think McFadden... Uh, certainly in the past, I've looked at McFadden and Ireland squads. I remember that same game. I think it was the game w w where McCluskey started and Twickenham, where McFadden started on the wing Zebo was on the bench and it seemed like a game that was crying out for Zebo. this was back when he was kind of operating off the wing more so than a full back mm. and often McFadden can be kind of a frustrating figure to see in an Ireland team in that I suppose to most of us it seems like there's a ceiling to what he can do and yet the last couple of weeks last couple of months I think he's been playing arguably the best rugby of his career yeah and, and we, we talked about Joe's details I mean McFadden really is one of those guys he's so diligent he, he seems to know every facet, facet of play and he does so many a lot, of, a lot of wingers would call them niggly things, <laughs> and it's it's by no means a, a detraction of his ability, but he is like having an extra flanker on the field at yeah. times. Like He's such a hard working, and again, that's not as far at all, because okay. um, the physicality and the pace that he's shown over the last, last two months has been something that we probably haven't seen from him in, in a good few years. So, yeah, he's, he's not a surprising inclusion at all. I, no. I think the way he's played since November... Um, I think Sean Cronin is another one who who has really um, he he took that November omission with uh, he took it the right way I suppose and you could see even he was playing I think Dragons at home which is a horrible fixture at any time of year but he was playing them during the November internationals and he just broke tackle after tackle he looked like a freak of nature go, going into tackles uh, a man possessed and. It was mystifying to see him out of the squad in November, and um, yeah, but he certainly justified a recall, along with Rob Herring. Along with, yeah, let's not be too cruel on uh, Rob Herring, Andrew. Yeah, what I like about Fergus McFadden is that he's one of the few outside backs remaining in in the modern game who you will regularly see sporting a headband. You just know he's been stuck in somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there is a comment here from PJ Rayner. Evening, PJ Howard thinks he says, Keatley playing better but still making lots of mistakes. Why not Burn, who has more potential? Look, I, I suppose it's a fair enough point about both Keatley playing better and still making mm. the odd mistake. I thought there were a couple of uh, certainly errant uh, kicks in Paris at the weekend and even a couple of... Uh, Sometimes the timing of his pass seemed a tiny bit off, like where he was kind of sh maybe shifting too far sideways before releasing the ball, etc. That being said, given the game time he's getting for Munster, I, I presume this is a decision that comes down to game time more so than poten the potential of Byrne. I know he Byrne has played plenty, but he's not playing week in, week out to the same extent that Keatley has. And also Keatley is probably used to, say, backs moves and things like that in mm. Carton House. Yeah, he's played an awful lot of minutes for us, Byrne, and, and he has been... Terrific for Leinster. I, I think what it probably comes down to, along with Ian Keatley being in brilliant form, and I suppose there's mistakes coming from from every player. Uh, having two backup out halves who are both what 22, 23, I think would be a step too far. So, so having Ian there as an experienced head, uh, he's he's been in and around Six Nations squad before, and I think he'll be on the bench against France as well. Um, if the worst comes to the worst, and and uh, 
France attack Johnny Sexton like they did the last time we were in Paris, then uh, then I think he's the, he's the man Joe wants to talk, turn to. Well, no bastard roll this time, so Johnny can <laughs> sleep easy for the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, Evelyn Thiessen, uh I apologise if I butchered that. Evelyn uh, Evelyn just says, can't wait, the team is good, bring it on. We might as well go home. I think the team is that, good. That really does sum it up. Uh, Craig Lyons, this is actually in response to PJ Rayner's comment about Ross Burney. He says, PJ, Leinster wouldn't have any 10s left. Who are you going to start? Cottle Marsh? Uh, very cruel laughing emojis there from Craig. Uh, I suppose looking ahead to this opener, Shawnee, what do you reckon? Like, I mean, if you go back to our last game in Paris, it was a game where we probably fancied ourselves, which is always dangerous when you're going to Paris. And it was literally down to Irish mistakes. Say, Robbie Henshaw, maybe a little bit inexperienced at that time, kind of jumping out of the line. We can see the try. I think we lost that 10-9. Crap game. Yeah, How do we avoid awesome. it this time around, particularly given we were kind of caught in the hop mm. the first game this time last year? <laughs> yeah, when you add all those things up, it, it's uh, it's it's something to worry about. Thank God it? Evelyn yeah. points out we have a good team, because otherwise <laughs> I'd be starting to doubt myself here. Yeah, um, listen, you never know which fans are going to turn up. Oh, uh, no. no, no, I mean... It, it's almost going back to that because they've, they've changed coaches. Jack Brunel is, has, has come in, taken over from Guy Noves, who was having a, a torrid time. And you do think that this will be a different France than we've seen in November, that, that we've seen kind of languish from, from game to game. They were absolutely horrible in, in South Africa over the summer. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a war again. And I think it's going to be another tight one-try one try game. It's probably going to make all the difference. I, I think... When you look through that squad, I think you can pick out the experienced grizzled heads uh, that are that are going to start. I don't think there's any be going to be any room for for Jordan Larmore starting this game. I think it is purely game for all the guys that have been there, done it before. Possible exception of uh, Jacob Stockdale, um, who has obviously pr proven himself in an Irish jersey over, over the course of the last year. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's it's one for the the hard old heads. Yeah, it's a huge missed opportunity not getting to hear the Parisians pronounce Jordan Larmer's uh, surname. <laughs> It'd be beautiful, oh, way better really, than we really, we did. It really would yeah. be. Willie Moore says Sean O'Brien a huge loss. I mean, that it really mm. goes without saying. Like, I suppose Ireland have enough depth in the back row where possibly you'd hope that at the end of these two games. The fact that O'Brien is injured is almost forgotten without being cruel to Sean, obviously, who's been monumental for the last few years. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no point setting him, setting him out patched up and, and on one leg or on one hip, as, as the case might be. I mean, uh, it looked like this was going to be a season for, for Dan Levy to break through and, and it may yet still be. He got some injuries at, at the wrong time and then Josh van der Fleer comes back, makes those, what, 34, 34 tackles, tackles against against Connacht. And, uh, yeah, I think we're... We're blessed in, in, in the back row and even even that open side now it wasn't always the case where we were blessed with uh, a backup for Sean O'Brien, who's probably our most important player. We t toss it a coin maybe between him and Sexton, but um, yeah, he's a loss, but we're actually well pretty well stocked. Um, you put them together with Heaslip being out and you think teams will try and target us there, but again, CJ Stander, is, he, he's going to play there. Um, Peter Manny, like there, there is no weak point. I say when you when I, you actually see Ireland's back row on paper, you can see you can look at who's missing and think maybe, maybe there's an area we can be exploited. But then you see us actually take the field with those with that monster six eight, 
and uh, whatever Leinster 7 yeah. uh, Joe decides to, to take on as well yeah but that's the thing I mean like you, you can attempt to target Ireland there but we've seen probably over the Christmas period Irish players target each other there kind of vying for spots I mean I thought Dan Levy destroyed Peter Romani in Thorn Park mm. uh, on Stephen's Day for example we'll have to see obviously where Schmidt uh, goes with that one at seven. Uh, David O'Shocknessy, you mentioned Jamie Heaslip there. David O'Shocknessy says, uh, isn't it time the IRFU had a look at who qualifies for central contracts? For example, Jamie Heaslip. You can't cut his contract while the man is... For example, Jamie Heaslip. Yeah, (laughs) uh, I'm not sure how many games he missed through injury when he actually signed the contract. I'd say it would be in the low, very low figures. I think the low zeros. Yeah. so yeah, very harsh to, to call him on that now. And they're, they say they're taking a week by week and he might be back uh, any day now. I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll see when he comes back. Uh, hope, hopefully sooner rather than later. But yeah, very harsh to... Uh, he's contracted through till 2019 as well, so you can't, uh, you can't write that off easily. <laughs> yeah, you can't write it off. I, I still fear for him when we play Scotland after that fist pump when the World, Cur- <laughs> World Cup draw was made. I think Gregor Townsend will have that on the wall. Uh, <sighs> he'll, he'll have a gift for... Uh, okay. Jamie Heaslip emoji yeah uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that plays out so that's pretty much it from us Uh, you know keep your comments flying in as I said we have an Ireland training jersey to give away so even if the video is finished you're watching later on do drop a comment we will be picking a winner later tonight Uh, Sean thanks a million thanks Gav thanks for having me thanks to you guys at home as well and cheers for everyone for commenting Uh, and thanks I never thank Owen Luke our cameraman over there on the side thank you Owen Luke Cheers, we'll be back soon. Take care.